Let's let's move back towards romance. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and away from school, please. We've done enough there. Yes, yeah. Um, in terms of like adult kind of romance, it, to be honest, it never really happened for me through like work or a friend of a friend or on a night out or anything. It always kind of materialized through online dating, to be honest. And um, and there's certainly no shame in that. It's got to be the most common way these days, surely. Um, yeah. And I remember initially being on the free ones, you know, like plenty of fish for goodness sake and stuff like that and match.com. And then I think it started charging. And I remember thinking like, I'm not fucking paying for this. But then of course, not too far down the line, I realized, well, of course you can't put a price on this sort of thing. And actually it weeds out the chaff from those who are actually serious about finding something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and they were never that expensive. I, less than fucking Sky Sports per month, for example. Sure. Um, that's probably been a good dilemma for some people, hasn't it? Oh, do, do I do I want the possibility of true love or do I want to watch Chelsea versus Newcastle in my pants on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, watching your team sort of, you know, win a championship title might be described as orgasmic, so you know, you know. Yeah, true, same yeah. End, same end product. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, equal levels of humiliation, probably, whichever way you go through, especially if you're a Brentford <laughs> fan. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I've had plenty of dates over the years. I, I don't know how much to get into that. I mean, I could give you, like, a good first date I could think of and a bad first date. Is that something we should cover during this episode? Probably. I, 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 I could definitely give you a bad first date, all right. <laughs> okay, where, where should we start? Um, go, go with what you feel. I feel like I just had a big story, so you, you go, Hughes, go on. What what do you want to talk about, you know? I don't know. Well, I figured, like, I'd probably do a, a good date and a bad date example somewhere during this. I'll I'll do both of those then, and then you can certainly uh, regale us with your experience, Lars, although I don't know whether to look forward to it or not. Um, I'll unveil the giant steaming train wreck. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll start with a good first date then, I guess. And but Let me say, besides the one with Vicky, obviously, I said I'd keep her out of this. Um, yeah, there was uh, probably one I can think of. Anyone who's read the book knows Kerry, uh, and that was to be fair, that was a really good first date. It was like it had all the ingredients to be a good first date. It was like a party on a boat with a band, and you know the fireworks, and then we were like chatting, and we discovered we had a mutual like favorite band, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, what's your favorite song of theirs? And she was like, oh, it's this, and um, I was like, oh, I really like that song too. And then the band played it like it was <laughs> as, as if they'd heard us but they can't have done um mm. and it just felt like this kind of you know sort of disney moment really um so that was you know without spending too much time that was obviously a really good first date um in terms of yeah. bad a bad one i mean i've never really had any like horrific first dates um i can't think of one which i'll yeah, uh, you'll probably find this amusing, Lars. Um, I, w- I won't name where it was or who it was with, obviously. I can't actually remember her name, though. But um, we just went out for, like, a few drinks sort of in the town. And I don't know whether she was, like, incredibly nervous, but she was, like, pouring sweat in this <laughs> um, uh, bar sort of restaurant. And I'm sure this poor girl was probably really self-conscious of this and like dying inside. And uh, basically I was really courteous about it. I didn't draw any attention to it at all. And I made an excuse to like sort of go to the toilet so she could kind of sort it out basically. 
and and that was that and it was going okay at the start like i remember she was like a rower a semi-professional i think um Ooh. but she kept banging on about that and and wanting to get a dog that year i remember that quite vividly <laughs> and just about herself in general the whole time to be honest and um it kind of stagnated pretty quickly and she i remember her being on her phone quite a lot and mm. so yeah i was sat opposite and I thought, well, this clearly is going nowhere, and she's been a little bit rude. So, yeah. <laughs> so I took out my phone um, right in front of her at the table, obviously, and rang my dealer. <laughs> oh wow! Um, and I, all right, mate, you're about uh, sound, yeah, point eight in about half an hour. Uh, all right, safe, yeah. See you in a bit. And um, <laughs> and that was basically that. I got a very cold hug from her outside, and off we went ships in the night and then i went on to have a much better evening uh, i should say this was many years ago uh, I've, I've said this before on the show i i am not ringing any dealers these days right yeah. right right um, okay well they're, they're, I, I can give two examples of two terrible days okay um for me uh oh sorry was i jumping ahead of the gun then no 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 please over to you sir so first and foremost a little bit earlier on in the time uh this would have been high school-ish i guess i remember going out and asking a girl if she wanted to go to the cinema and that was cool and we met up and uh we you know met up outside the cinema and hugged and then went in and uh it was phone booth i remember that much uh, oh yeah and so we're sat there watching it and i was just sort of like oh well I mean, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that I have not had a great deal of success in the romance department because I'm about as smooth as fucking, like, you know, grip tape. But um, that's a skateboarding reference before anybody gets any funny ideas. A sandpaper. There you go. I'm as smooth as sandpaper. There you go. Happy. Everyone get that reference? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be like I was ever on a skateboard. Um so I was just like, right, okay, well, let, let's just like, you know, feel how things were. And this was like when the, you know, we were first going to the view and like you could move the armrests up. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is. And so I, I, I made sure there was no like no drink or anything in the armrest, moved the armrest up and just tried to like slip my arm in between her, like uh, between, you know, behind her back sort of thing to like go in for uh you know to hold her sort of thing and she i hadn't warned her or anything and i wasn't talking to her because she was watching the film and i wasn't either really looking where my hand was going <laughs> and i just jabbed her in the ribs <laughs> what <laughs> i just with with a flat hand like with the point of my fingers just jabbed her <laughs> jabbed her in the ribs to each point she obviously looked at me what the fuck are you doing and I went, just lean forward a little on it. And she went, leans forward. I just shoved my arm behind her and round her. Gave her a karate went, chop to the abdomen. <laughs> it was, it was, imagine, right, you, imagine you're doing a karate chop, but like instead of a chopping action, you've poked forward with your hand so that the point of like your middle finger was the first thing to make contact with her. I just, just, just jabbed, jabbed her in the ribs. And then I did that and she used that movement to like lean in and say to me, "Oh, we're just friends, right?" And I went, "Oh, okay, that's cool," and wanted to play it cool, but it felt humiliating to withdraw the yeah. arm after. So I kept the arm there, 
which she didn't know how to respond either. <laughs> and then I, I was like, okay, well, we, we, we can just, you know, sit here like this as, as friends. This is not particularly, you know, the the hottest steamy romance ever. And then I got, I got cramp in my arm. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I had to like audibly like as I withdrew my arm and was just like massaging it as it was cramping and I I just remember her being like oh my god and I I mean to be fair I was like oh my god so yeah suffice to say that was the the end of of that in any way shape or form um but I I always thought it was a a bit weird how like later on she seemed to quite enjoy being like oh yeah I've got this new boyfriend and that's really going well and I was just sort of like oh well good for you but like I'm supposed to give a shit sorry um yeah when they like need you to know it you know yeah I'm much happier now with Sandy Mm. I use that word that that name because there's no one in our high school called Sandy um so there was uh, one other legendarily bad first date for me which is when I was one of the few times that I was ever caught on tinder and I was talking to this girl, um, and it, she was one of the few people who ever actually like spoke to me. And I, I, I'm actually pretty like smooth with the chat in real life, or certainly I am now. But I always feel like over text, I'm not quite the Lothario that I could be. And um, we, you know, she was really shy, and I was like, "Hey, let's meet up." And she was like, "Oh no, I, I don't think so." And I was like, "Oh no, that's okay. I'm not." expecting anything i i just like to you know I, I think we'll get a feeling for whether we like each other or not much better in person and she was like oh you know I, I i don't really want to do that like not not just yet let's let's get to know each other and I was, oh okay so that's fine and i mean bless her heart you know we were talking about you know what films you like and that sort of thing it, it very quickly stagnated and i, I just remember one particular session where i was like so what's scarier to you is it the wolfman dracula or zombies <laughs> and afterwards she she replied and i put i have literally no other questions to ask you <laughs> so i think the time has come to meet up and it's like um sorry when we've just been watching peep show and it's like when you're not quite sure what to say or ask and and mark's trying to do phone sex and he's like so have, have you got nice tits <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so i was like it's time to meet up yeah okay let's go and get a coffee yeah sounds great um so you know i'm i'm all you know bless me in in uh in, in, in as, as much as i can i'd polished the turd uh, <laughs> and uh i i i showed up in me me sunday best as it were and she was waiting outside of the 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 coffee shop for me and i thought oh you know she's nice okay and i walked up and i went oh hey is it insert person's name and she was like yeah yeah how how you doing yes yeah is it is it you geraldine (laughs) (laughs) and uh she said yes it's it's me and uh i said oh well you know let's go inside and and as she walked she had quite like a noticeable limp and right i was like oh um Bless her, she she must have like hurt her leg or something. We're we're in the line, and of course, you know, being the gentleman I am, I'm like, 
well, uh, obviously I'm buying. So what would you like? And she's like, oh, I, I think there's um, like a, it was around autumn time, I think. So there was like a, a pumpkin spice latte or something. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that that's fine. And I, I think I was going to go for a caramel latte or something. Um, so we were, that was fine. And I told a joke as we were in line and I remembered And I mean, I'm just going to be honest, and some people might find this offensive, and I'm sorry if you do, but it's not meant to be. It's just an actual interpretation of exactly what happened, because I told this joke to her, and she literally went, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was a little bit like, oh, okay, and it, it's not necessarily that that was just that alone which had, had put things off. But it became faster, you know. Uh, it became faster available to me that she had um, some form of disability, and I'm not going to claim to know exactly what she had. Um, but it just made things so much more incredibly awkward. And I think if I'd have at least known going in, then I could have prepared myself for it. Yeah, but like... it puts you on the spot and it doesn't necessarily say anything negative about you in terms of not knowing how to act because it's like, well, well, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't really imagine, you know, I, I don't profess to know what it's like in that situation, but... I, I have had certain people, more specifically girls in the past, uh, try and suggest that I was some sort of bigot and be like, oh, wow, just because she's disabled, it doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve love. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. But it also, like... I I can't then force myself to be attracted to her because she's worthy of love, and I, I as you will attest, Scott, um, um, you know, someone who puts a lot of stock in being honest, and I was just a little bit like, if you'd been honest, then maybe like I could have respected this, and maybe we could have pushed past this, but this now is just really, really fucking awkward talking about. You know, and 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 bless her, she did. You know, it was a little bit sort of like, oh, I like sparkle princesses and this sort of thing. I was just sort of like, oh, you're a very sweet girl, but no. <laughs> I don't know so, why. It made... No, sorry, go on. I, 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 no, no. I... All, all, all I was going to say is, is from then on, I I made sure that I I got her another coffee and and some cake, and we all sat and had our cake, and um, I I basically literally. messaged my mum to say i'm i'm coming home soon and then went oh i'm really sorry i just got a message from my mum to say that um i said i'd walk the dog so i've got to go now i'm really sorry and um, it's been you know lovely to meet you and i'll, I'll see you soon but yeah okay and then i i went off and i left her and i really did my best to to be delicate with her afterwards and was just like look i'm really sorry but i just don't think that this is going anywhere and and, and that was the end of that but like At the time, I mean, honestly, I I was like, this is the first person who'd really like replied to me on Tinder, and I I'd really got my hopes up, and it was just like, oh wow, you know, this this could be something special for me, and I was just sort of like, oh, oh bless, and also I have to say there was an element of, is this the best I can do, you know. <laughs> I know that people uh, might be looking at me sideways right now, and uh, I, I, sorry if I can apologise for being honest, but I was a little bit like, you know, yeah, okay, I'm I'm a bit overweight, and I, I'm I understand that that you know impairs certain people's ability to look at me in a in a sexual way, 
but at the same time, it was like, really? Is this this uh, this is all I've got? <laughs> well, and uh, well, I mean, the lack of honesty as well on their part is like a big deal there, isn't it? I think it's uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's that's really difficult. I, I, you know, if if you've got you know an unfortunate affliction like that, there's no fault of your own. You've been dealt a duff card, as it were. Yeah, it's it's it surely is very difficult to be honest about that. Um, sure, sure. But I think you handled that sensitively. Uh, I mean, I thought of an opposite end of a similar scale, which was Carl Pilkington talking on XFM about how he <laughs> yeah. went on this blind date with this girl, and they were they were chatting and stuff, and then it came out like in conversation that she had a problem with her marrow, um, mm. and he was like, "Oh, what, what's it, the that, point then?" And yeah, he was like, uh, Steve was like, "What you mean a bone marrow?" And and Carl was like, "Is that serious?" And he's like, "Oh, I think so, yeah." Uh, mm-hmm. And then Carl was like, "Oh, you know, it sort of fizzled out. I didn't call her after." That. And then um, Steve, I can't remember, but Carl just said, "Oh, you know, what's the point in spending time on her, spending money on her, and then she's going to die on me?" <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then Rick, Ricky's like, "Oh." <laughs> Like, yeah, that's not a normal thing to say. Um, and he's like, Oh, you wouldn't buy a car with a duff engine, would you? And I was like, Fuck it out. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry to steer yeah, it back well. into you know disrespectful waters, but um, no, no, I, I, I've not had that kind of experience really, Lars. I, I don't really know how it must have been, but uh, I certainly oh, know right. you, and, I, and it, it must be a very, very difficult situation to handle. Um, Especially when it's like, yeah. you know, there's no playbook for that sort of thing unless you've had that experience before, which is presumably quite rare. And well, I, think I certainly wasn't going to make a big, a big thing of it and just be like, wasting my time, <laughs> just like, like storm out. But j- just as it's it's come to mind now, I, I do remember very quickly being set up with somebody and like them being given my number. And the first conversation we had um involved her telling me that her previous partner had committed suicide (laughs) and i remember i remember that friend then being like oh how did you get on with so and so and i was just like fucking terribly how do you think i got on she started talking about her dead partner the first time i talked to her oh yeah so you know it's it's um it's it's been a bumpy road (laughs) i'd have been like do you know what you need to, to cheer up Pancakes. (laughs) Pancakes. <laughs> Let's go for pancakes. I thought I thought you were gonna say, you know, my my dick. <laughs> my dick. <laughs> I'll pop off a piece of my dick. <laughs> one, one of my one of my favourite moments in any film. Just to go back to films for a second. Have you ever been out for pancakes on a date, Lars? <laughs> I don't think I have, but surely it'd be a, a, no. a good. Surely it couldn't be a bad thing to do. Have anyway. you ever had um, maple syrup in the bedroom? Uh, no. Not without pancakes, no. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, sorry, I've got a mouthful of skittles. Um, <laughs> classic. I should have d- dispatched these before I clicked record. Um, yeah, you should probably, yeah. <laughs> oh... Ideal first date, Lars. <laughs> I was going to go into this, but I'll go, I'm going to have to spit these out. Oh, for God's sake, man. Uh, okay, there we go. I'll just fold that piece of kitchen roll. So I, I thought we would talk about, you know, first dates and stuff. Oh, uh, and, you know, what would your ideal first date be, Lars? You know, talk me through it. What What would be the perfect scenario? Um... Setting, et cetera, et cetera. What? 
Well, the setting, you know. The... Oh, setting! I thought I thought I heard you say petting, etc., etc. I was just like, I'm not going to talk you through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I'd take you to an uh, an alpaca experience. No, I was thinking more like heavy petting, you know? I was oh, a bit I was like, thinking, oh, hello. I was thinking a little bit of petting. Like Alan Partridge was like, do you like owls? Because <laughs> I know a cracking owl sanctuary. <laughs> no, no, quite. Well, um, not, and probably not long Stanton Spice Museum either, while we're on topic of... Um, no. I'm assuming it's neither of those, was. No, funny that. Um, for me personally, again, with my extensive dating history... Um, I think uh, dinner is always a good start because um, you've got the, the that sort of fun element of like, oh, are you going to have, you know, and, and, and there's an inbuilt conversation there if you're already a bit nervous, excuse me, that, um, you know, what do you like? What, you know, what you, are you excited for something on your menu? And yada, yada, yada. Why did we pick this restaurant? Oh, okay, that's cool. So I, I like that. There's an, an inbuilt, element to it and it's sort of like inherently kind of romantic i would say and the the way the courses come out is also sort of like you know you have a bit of a chat and then here comes the starters and that you know then that breaks things up a little bit and then you've got a chance to sort of talk about that and then before you too long obviously then comes the main and 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 if you're doing it right there's a pudding as well (laughs) okay um but then also I, i i think just dinner isn't quite enough certainly like if i'm talking like in ideal terms um and sometimes i feel like a lot of people go for the cinema route and actually i think well especially like a first date you're trying to get to know this person and 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 get the vibe and you know see see if anything's clicking and i think like cinema is actually a bit awkward because you're just both kind of sat there and unless you're going to really go for it and like you know get in with the heavy petting or whatever then uh cinema can be a bit weird because you're both just sort of like sat there for two odd hours not talking and then at least i suppose you've got something to talk about afterwards but yeah um, and uh carl perkinson sorry to uh relate it back to carl but it's because he when when the, the marrow incident um yeah he he did go f- to see the f- uh, to see a film with them or no in fact, they went to see bottom the musical <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah um and so live yeah. and then he because he was like well you got something to talk about after haven't you but i don't particularly take that side of that i, th- I think yeah it's it's not good place to go really i, I personally don't think i think din- dinner and drinks is 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 the, is the way forward do you know what i mean especially if you can if you've got that sort of money dinner and cocktails i think is always going to go down quite well I mean, and again, I'm not one of these awful people that's like, oh, yeah, get a drunk. You know, like, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, it, often these cocktail bars are quite sort of swish and swanky. And if you've been somewhere that's, you know, a little bit upmarket to eat, then, you know, that's a nice little combo. Yeah, well, no, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. My ideal first date. <laughs> not even that, you know, I can see your point, Lars, but oh, I'm not so sure, but flat out, no, Lars. Bad, bad laws, back in your basket. Well, <clears throat> let me explain. My ideal first date, I guess, might be stating the obvious. And I think you so were you, saying that... You're going to get your net ready and then... <laughs> yeah, drive them somewhere in the middle of nowhere, blindfolded. Yeah, absolutely. Time to a tree. <laughs> I mean, it might be stating the obvious, but I think a first date, it's just got to be fun, hasn't it? Like, um, 
for me, it, like it would always do well to start with a drink. You talked about a cocktail bar. Well, that's a good place to start in a way, take the edge off the nerves a little. And if it's not going well, then it's kind of an easy exit plan, isn't it? And then it to me, it should always move on to something like kind of the fun. I mean, in our case, again, to briefly, like I mentioned, Vic and myself here, it was ghetto golf, which was perfect because I mean, banter doesn't always come like naturally to me. And um, the like, you know, the Riz that you alluded to in the last episode oh, like <laughs> i actually overheard that word on love island the other day so I, I i understand the context of it now but yeah something like that helps it along for me like an activity of some kind and uh, the the two things i'd probably always avoid on a, a, a to start a first date at least would be the cinema like you said but mm. sorry Lars, i've got to say it dinner like especially a meal for me that 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 has the potential to be incredibly awkward because like lots of silence um and so and then possibly ordering something you don't particularly want to order you know because you want to come across a certain way or you don't want to be messy and then it's like not knowing whether to talk with your mouth full to like uh, try and keep the conversation going or it's <laughs> or it's more awkward silence and also the worst thing about um going for a, a meal on a first date is that in that kind of environment you feel like the surrounding tables can easily hear your conversation and it wouldn't take long, you know, to ascertain that two people were on a first date, would it? Do you know what I mean? If you hear like, oh, so what do you do for work? <laughs> or where do you, <laughs> you just, you'd, you'd hear that and you'd be glued to it there on, wouldn't you? I know I would. So like the idea of being listened in on, you know, during such a sort of delicate conversation, that's horrifying to me. If the date's going oh, well, then go, you. go for a late dinner, you know? As we you, did. you are an anxious little bunny, aren't you? Oh, dude, people are listening in at these things. Oh, yeah, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> my my focus would be the other person, the, you know, the, the person on the other side of the table and nobody else. I'd, I mean, I'd be glad of the fucking attention for a start. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the more the merrier almost, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I, I just again, just another way we're different. That wouldn't bother me at all. Okay, so yeah, fair enough. To me, I'd I want those those initial, you know, important conversations to be like a little bit more private. I think, I, I, I guess it depends where you go, you know, like, but you never necessarily know what it's going to be like until you go there, unless you've been to a meal in that restaurant before and you know that they turn the volume up a bit and like you you have might have a booth to yourself or whatever. That's mm. fine. That's the different story, really, but. You know, if it's a, a slightly more hushed, formal environment, people are fucking listening. And I hate that. Like I say, if the date's going yeah, well, fucking... then go for a late dinner. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> rock, up, rock up to Subway at 11.35. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what every classy lady's dreaming <laughs> of. Do you want a fucking um, Snickers, love? No, I mean, I have been to some really nice meals, like on a first date, but I think it's it's come later on in the night when that rapport has been established to a certain degree, and then it becomes much more fun rather than sort of potentially awkward. Uh, all right, we've had like ultimate date, Lars. Um, ultimate pancake. Um. <laughs> uh. Got serious. Yeah, I, I can, that's why I'm giving it some thought, you prick. Uh, <laughs> I. I kind of want to explore because, uh, right. In, in This is why I was a little bit like, I don't have much to answer on the pancake front. Hughes is in this house. I, I think genuinely the first time I ever had pancakes, mum and dad were like, you can have it with lemon or you can have it with syrup. And I was like, Oh, okay. And even as a young man, I was like, 
well, clearly the fucking syrup then. And they're like, no, 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 no. You should try it with lemon just in case you like it. I tried one with lemon. I didn't like it because I don't like lemon. Um, but since then, my pancakes have, have been eaten exclusively with golden syrup. And I try not to put too much on, but that's that's what it is. So, you know, I, I don't really have the great breadth of experience, really. But I, I'm I'm keen to uh, to explore the the chocolate pancake. So my, my ideal pancake would be sort of chocolate with, you know, maybe some Nutella, perhaps, or uh, sticking a couple of chocolate buttons, maybe. Ooh la la. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the start of this episode, I, I sort of. All the previous episodes, because who knows, this might get split in two. Fucking yeah, you always do this. God, God knows, you've said it before. (laughs) Well, it's it's. Do we want to keep them to sort of I don't know, forty five minutes under an hour and split it out, or do we just do a a one, you know, all in one? uh, In in, in the words of Vic and Bob, it doesn't really matter. No, it might be an hour and a half episode. That's but who knows? (laughs) Iranu. What was I going to say? I suppose one. um, So. We uh, last pancake day. In fact, I think we've done this every pancake day. We 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 do like a three course meal of pancakes <laughs> as tradition. Oh, good lord! And I think it it starts with sugar and lemon because I think that's a cracking combo. Um, with lemon. And then maybe the second course would be like a savoury one, like you might ham and cheese or something like that with it. More of like a savoury crepe type of thing. And then obviously a Nutella based one for dessert. I think you're doing right. no wrong there. I see. Um, so. I'm... I'm behind the times with that one, am I? It's fairly standard practice. Well, it's just, yeah, I, it, I took a while to come around to Nutella, and, and now I think it's um, it's excellent. It really is. <laughs> and then for, so that's that'll be um, Shrove Tuesday, um, which is the 13th. And then, of course, the following day, on the 14th, uh, Valentine's Day, um, I'm going to do a lasagna, I think. I've done this before, but it's not just any lasagna, Loz. It's um, it's a proper like four-hour slow-cooked ragu a la bolognese, and Ooh. then, and then, I'll, and then I'll make a lasagna with that. It's it's got to be done. And her main Valentine's present, of course, will be tomorrow because we're going to Molyneux to watch Brentford at Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if that doesn't get her in the mood for love. Yeah. I mean, of course, I bought her ticket. But no, no, I've got her like a small <laughs> gift. But we don't we don't normally do anything that big for Valentine's Day, purely because, um, well, for one, I think we neither of us subscribe to the notion that you you should do something massive on Valentine's Day. That's bollocks. But no, we've. Um, I mean, we just had Christmas for one. Then we had our anniversary, and then right. it, and then it was her birthday last week. And I'm no sugar daddy, you know. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, she's had enough. I, I think be, being financially responsible is a bigger attraction um, these days. And she. Oh, you fucking it. wanker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you are the gift, aren't you? But like, you know what I mean? These these big gestures and stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I haven't done them, but I just I would much rather do it out of the blue at some other time of the year. And actually, something's just come to me, Luz, which before we sort of round things off, I guess, I've got to bring this up and I'm glad it's come to me. On the topic of like romance, or well, this isn't romance to me at all, but it's relevant. You'll see what I'm, where I'm going with this when I get there. Right. Um, one thing if I... If you f- ever get there. One thing I fucking hate, it like turns my stomach... Uh, and absolutely the same for Vicky too, because we've we talked about this. It's like these grand proposals, right? But um, there's nothing wrong with the grand proposal. I think that's that's great. But it's the ones like that are so p- 
public. You mm. know, like you must have seen some, you know, where like it's I don't know, it's a basketball game and the camera turns. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and then it's like you're you're pressurizing that person then into saying yes, you know, in front of a big audience. And do you know yeah. what? It's delightful when they say no. Like, yeah, yeah. When when they're when they're not crushed into conforming's not the right word, but it's well, yeah, it kind of is. I suppose it's it's peer pressure almost. Yeah, you, you've I mean, got to go along with the narrative. I've I've seen yeah exactly yeah and you know it's it's a it's sort of a horrible thing to watch someone's hopes and dreams getting crushed but then maybe they've kind of asked for it doing it in that sort of way I think it's quite disrespectful to put that pressure on someone in such a public forum and with cameras yeah. on them, it's it's actually a horrible thing to do and how deluded and naive they are to think that it's going to go down like tremendously well um, I, I've maybe seen... that's the the thing that they think that's the only way I'm going to get a yes. Yeah, and I've seen someone do it once, but and they did say yes, and it was actually a lovely moment. But again, you could argue it was the same thing. They, it was. Um, I'll have to link this to you, Luz. It's like they're, they're at the cinema, and um, oh, I think I might have seen this. Yeah, and it's he's. I don't know how this guy managed to do this. It's incredible. Um, and in fact, he's not at the cinema. It's that she's gone to the cinema with yeah. her friends or something, and and he's he's not part of this evening you know and he's he managed to hook it up so that like one of the trailers shown was done in this like romantic you know rom-com type of film and then he appears in it and she's like oh my god and it's it's about him like and, and he's got her father involved and he's asked her father for a hand in marriage and all this stuff yeah <clears throat> and then the trailer kind of continues into him racing to the cinema and, yeah. uh, and then and then he goes into the cinema and there's this like funny little moment where he decides to stop and get some popcorn en route yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, and of course she kind of must know at this point it's all going to build up to they cleverly transition it so the trailer ends with him about to enter the theater and then of course he does enter the theater and like comes up the uh, and um I, I feel some for some reason that one feels different to me because i feel like it somehow comes across to me a complete outsider who knows nothing of these two people <laughs> that like mm. that it was so definite anyway that like he did this amazing thing and like it was always going to be a yes and yeah, i guess yeah. and, and maybe in my mind that's a little bit different even though it's kind of similar you could argue to what i was just talking about with you know uh, surrounding her with a fucking theater full of people yeah but, but yeah I say, it, it did seem like an amazing amount of thought had gone into all that I mean, it's it's very similar. I saw, um, you know, I'm out of touch. I don't fucking know whether it's a Vine or a fucking Snapchat. I don't fucking know. One of these short little videos or these, or, you know, I'm literally going to be like these bloody kids. <laughs> um, but it was a pilot and his wife was on the plane and he'd like bought her ticket. And then over the intercom, he was basically like, oh, um, you know, welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm My name's John, and I'll be your pilot tonight. And uh, if I could just um, delay things for a moment, I'd just like to take your attention to the lady sitting in, you know, and, and just sort of, like, uses the intercom to launch into this, like, amazing, really heartfelt, like, from the moment I met you, I knew that, like, I, I had to do everything I could to make sure that, the you know, that I was with you for the rest of my life, and I would knew that I would be a less complete man for the rest of it if I didn't. And um, you've made me a better man and a, a better person. And I, I just want to like spend the rest of my life proving that I'm worthy of your love and respect. And I was just like, Oh, wow. 
and then comes out and and by this point because she's you know already crying by this point she he comes out and then then proposes in front of everybody and actually i, I you you might say again that, that she might feel like uh you had to do this in front of everyone but god knows it was unique and um she was clearly incredibly touched and I, I, yeah i think both cases i think that's that's magic that is and it is, a bit, I think, for the most part, you know, in most cases, a huge monumental risk because um, yeah. a lot of people, you, you might assume that because someone wants a grand wedding, for example, you know, mm. that, that that they want a great big, massive grand proposal. And that might not be the case at all, you know, and, and you might not even know that about someone, even though you've known them for two, three years at this point or whatever. And then you might get it like badly wrong on, on, on that because... It's such a intense moment, I think, and for me personally, you know, I've I've always sided with well, it should be like a a, a private moment, really. But it's not to say I don't love when it comes off. Like I've just talked about that cinema one and stuff, but um, on YouTube, there's like compilations of you know epic failed proposals, and yeah. it's it's an interesting watch because part of me thinks like, yeah, you got your fucking good riddance, you know, got you come up, <laughs> got you come up, and for that mate. Uh, but there's another part of me that feels absolutely crushed to the core for them as well. Uh, so it's like a, I, I don't really like. I watched one and it like it was so impacting emotionally. I thought, like, I, I don't know whether I want to watch another one of those or not. It's like, it's kind of... <laughs> but, yeah, uh, sorry, that was a, a big tangent there, but um, it felt right to bring it up while we were talking about this this whole yeah. thing. When would we ever bring it up again? Exactly, yeah. I can't think of other episodes where that would have come up. So, And I, I'm not sure I've got anything else in the canon that I can think of to say, Loz. Have you? Um... I mean, I've always got more to say, but whether it's actually <laughs> relates into what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think there's just something I'd like to say. I guess this might come across as a little preachy. I don't know. And I, and I suppose people might turn around and go, you of all people are giving relationship advice. But I think, hey, I think there's a lot of people that feel under pressure to be in a relationship. And I feel like it's, it's not the be all be all and end all of existence and I, I think it's actually probably better for all parties to wait until you know a, a situation arrives where you can either be in a relationship which isn't necessarily the most serious thing and both parties can agree to that and, and enjoy that that's totally fine or you're in a situation where both people can commit fully and you know I think when you you owe it to yourself when you finally find that one person or persons or, or or what have you that then's the time to really sort of like give it your all and that, that's certainly you know i i'm a romantic at heart and I, I always said that the the happiest day of my life would be my wedding day and i have actually been heard to say recently that i've i've given up hope that i will ever get married and i don't want to turn this into any sort of like pity party or anything but I do think as as somebody who has you know spent a, a large majority of my adult life on my own, certainly from a romantic standpoint, that it shouldn't be all that you're about. And, it, you know, I, I do fear for some of these couples that sort of like disappear within themselves and become the couple. And, you know, it, it's sort of all encompassing and it, they sort of like are smothered within the, the coupleness and they sort of almost lose their individuality and and then i think it does such tremendous damage when that that becomes broken up um but i mean again uh sorry to to get a little bit more serious but i i i, do, I just do really think that 
people should normalize being more honest with each other. And I think sometimes being honest with someone and saying, I don't think that this is right for me or, you know, I, I, I'm not sure this is the, the way that I want to go with things. You know, it shouldn't necessarily be that you're a bastard for doing so. And I think also, I think that there's there's a lot of girls that I speak to that are lonely and, and wish that, you know, that they would get either more attention from men or that the attention they get would be more appropriate, shall we say, or this, that, and the other. But from the other side of the coin, I think that there's a large amount of men out there that feel it's very difficult and intimidating to talk to women and that if they're open and honest about their feelings, that that will somehow come across as a negative quality about them. And so I, I just think once again, I I implore everybody just to be more honest with each other and yourselves about what you want and, and who you are, because I, I think we'll all be happier and, and better off for it. Yeah. I like there's a lot of things you touched on there, but, Absolutely, you know, we've talked about honesty so many times, um, mm. and it's ridiculous that we feel like we have to. Well, we're not that we have to, but just it, it just comes up because it's so important to both of us, and it's certainly very important to the person I'm with now. And I'm very blessed, I think, to be in that kind of relationship because I've had, you know, far more unsuccessful ones than successful ones. Um, sure, and I, you know, on the the occasions where it just hasn't felt like it's it's enough, and it's it's something I want to be in for the rest of my life you know, I've not been afraid to kind of broach that I always like to think I've done it fairly respectfully rather than being that prick who just disappears <laughs> one day you know as hard as it might be to do you've got to be respectful above anything else and honest and and like I say thankfully now I'm in you know to end things maybe by sort of talking briefly about Vicky I'm very grateful to be in that kind of relationship where we are like ourselves I don't although we live together and we you know we kind of spend most evenings just chilling here I, I don't think we've kind of been sucked into that introversion and kind of bit, you know we, we do have time well to ourselves in the house and stuff first and foremost you know occasionally mm. like tonight's a prime example isn't it uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. upstairs watching something I'm down here doing a pod with my old pal Lars um, and we're like, we can have time separately with friends or uh, and we also still try and go out you know like a fair bit and um, yeah you know, even if it's just the two of us, we try and do like a funny sort of date night every month. Um, last weekend, we did Squid Game VR. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. looked amazing. Man. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've yeah, we certainly that. made memories together, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's only been you know just over two short years, and it's there's amazing stuff already, like countless amazing things that mm. we'll look back on, and plenty in the pipeline for this year. But yeah, I, I'm. I know the best fucking that's the product owner talking, isn't it? What's on the roadmap for this year, Scott? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I mean, I'm I'm really sorry to hear something that you said there, and you probably know what I'm on about. I'd, it's um, I don't know. I I feel like sometimes the moment you recalibrate in your mind what you're looking for and why, and maybe you stop pouring too much energy into doing it a certain way. Sometimes those are the moments in life where where things come to you in a karmic mm. way that's i can speak from experience for stuff like that and sometimes you don't choose things they choose you and they unfold in a way you'd never imagine and often they they follow just after moments of complete lack of hope um and yeah i don't want to use the word despair to end the podcast sure yeah no <laughs> and, you know and I, mean. I mean also you know th thank you i i do, I do actually 
genuinely appreciate that. Um, and also, you know, I, I must admit it, it's almost more a case of me ruling myself out of the running as much as, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not actively looking to be in a relationship mainly because, you know, I haven't found a woman yet worthy of the title, but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you know, in in all seriousness, you are an absolute fucking legend, and um, and that shouldn't just that someone shouldn't just like hold their arms out and expect that. It's got to be. What am I saying here? What I'm saying is, you're an absolute fucking legend. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and someone will be very lucky one day, and they'll have earned yeah. it, and they'll deserve it. Thank you. I, I I know we we do a lot of of, of dicking about and all the rest, but actually, do you know what? Fuck it. I agree with you. I, I might not be the most in demand man, but um, I, I think I, I when I meet the right person, I, I think that person is is going to be incredibly happy. And whoever that is, if you happen to be listening right now, for the future, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I am wonderful. You're right. Um, as are you. You know, I, I I'm uh, I'm sure that Vicky can attest that she's a very lucky lady and. Um, the the jeu de vivre that you bring to the table is is I'm I'm sure quite unique and also I think don't mean to say this just because obviously I know both of you will listen to this but I I think it's it's really been lovely to see you in a relationship where you're you know open and honest again with each other and I think you're in a situation where you can take the Mickey out of each other and you can sort of uh, poke fun at each other but also then clearly obviously the relationship works as well on its own terms. And I, I I just think that's great. I think the fact that you both seem so relaxed together more than anything it shows that that's that's almost what I would call real intimacy. You know, you're you're allowing the realer, rougher, rawer parts of yourselves to be exposed to each other and you're not running away, you know, that's great. And I think in some past relationships I've been anything but relaxed, you know, for the most part. And mm. and those will come up in a later episode probably because we've got Obviously, if I use the word pipeline again, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. we've got uh, plenty of episodes to come this year, of course, and uh, of course. one of them one of them will touch on some of that stuff, I think. And um, yeah, that's all I'll say for now. Uh, I guess I will end by saying, first of all, thank you as always for listening. Um, you've had this one a bit early as a treat this month, haven't you? But <laughs> of course, upon the flip side, uh, you may have to wait a bit longer for the next one <laughs> because <laughs> it depends when we do it in the month. But uh, I, I guess that's it for now, ladies and gents. Um, mm. Take care. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Pancake Day. And we'll see you in March. And goodbye to you, Lars. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, <laughs> peace and love, everybody. Chip, 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 chip. chip.